Hello everyone and welcome to Refinery Life Australia. I'm Gary Hoban and I'm the Senior Pastor and Lead Elder of Refinery Life Church on the Gold Coast. If you're on the Gold Coast, come and join us as we meet together and we share in the Word of our Lord. We meet at 9.30 on Sundays at 222 Turpin Road, Labrador. And more details are available on our website which is www.refinerylife.org. And this week we're continuing our series from the book of James titled The Practical Expression of Our Faith in Daily Living. We need to start expressing our faith in everything we do throughout the day. And today we're talking about being patient in affliction. The text we're concentrating on is James 5, 10 and 11. It says, As an example, brothers and sisters, some translations will say brethren, of suffering and patience. Take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord as his messengers and representatives. You know we call those blessed, happy, spiritual, prosperous, favoured by God, who were steadfast and endured. You have heard of the patient endurance of Job, and you have seen the Lord's outcome, how he richly blessed Job. The Lord is full of compassion and is merciful. Actually, let's read that whole passage. Let's go from James 5, 7 through to 11. It's an exhortation. It says, So patiently waiting, brothers and sisters, until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits expectantly for the precious harvest from the land, being patient about it until it receives the early and late rains. You too be patient, strengthen your hearts, keep them energized and firmly committed to God, because the coming of the Lord is near. Do not complain against one another, believers so that you will not be judged for it. Look, the judge is standing right at the door. As an example, my brothers and sisters of suffering and patience, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. You know we call those blessed, who were steadfast and endured. You have heard of the patient endurance of Job and have seen the Lord's outcome. The Lord is full of compassion and prayer. That is an exhortation, people. Beginning with verse 7 of the chapter of James' final epistle, the final chapter, James' entire tone changed, didn't it? Note that he reverted to the word brethren as his word of address. He's theming these verses as a call for steadfastness in times of great affliction and trial. And he made an appeal for several things. And just think about this as we go through this this evening. Perhaps we're in those times now. Perhaps. So James exhorted Christians to be patient under trial. James began his letter with an exhortation in James 1.4 to let endurance have its perfect result and do a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed in your faith and lacking nothing. And then he began its conclusion with a similar appeal in James 5.7. So wait patiently, brothers and sisters, until the Lord until the coming of the Lord. The farmer waits expectantly for the precious harvest from the land, being patient about it, until it receives the early and late rains. The word therefore points to the sufferings that poor Christians were undergoing at the hands of the merciless rich, which is the theme for the first six verses of this chapter. Remember last week, it was a warning to the rich. The inference is that the op- all the oppression that they were undergoing would be brought to justice 
and they were to exercise godly patience under trial. We're not seeing too many Christians exercising godly patience. The word James used for patience is significant. It means to be long-tempered, not short-tempered. It suggests a self-restraint that enables one to bear insult and suffer injury without resorting to hasty acts of retaliation. James told us also why we are to be patient. When James said that we are to be patient under affliction, under the coming of the Lord, he was talking not only about duration or the length of time that we are to bear insult and trial, but also the reason for our willingness to be long-suffering. The idea is that suffering Christians are not to take matters into their own hands, rather they are to know that God is able to avenge them, and they are to wait for him to act. Too many Christians are losing their minds at the moment over coronavirus. You know, whether the, the vaccine is the mark of the beast or not, too many Christians are losing their minds over it. Let me tell you, that is what the world wants. They don't need to try and divide us. We can do that ourselves. We are to be long-suffering, though, not taking matters into our own hands and waiting for God to act. James showed Christians how to be patient under trial. He used three illustrations to support his point. Firstly, James illustrated the experience of the farmer in verse 7. The farmer patiently waits for his land to produce a crop. He prepares the soil. He sows the seed. He keeps the fields free of grass and weeds. And then he waits expectantly. James made an application in verse 8. You too be patient. Strengthen your hearts. Because the coming of the Lord is near. Secondly, James illustrated the experience of the prophets in verse 10. As an example, brothers and sisters of suffering and patience, take the prophets who spoke in the name of the Lord. There are two ways in which the prophets were an example to us. In their sufferings and in their patience. And finally, James illustrated the experience of Job. Poor old Job! In verse 11, we know from reading the book of Job that Job sometimes gave vent to outbursts of frustration and even anger. But in spite of his trials, he maintained a persistent trust in God. This is what James meant when he referred to the patience of Job. He used a different word entirely from the word meaning long-suffering, which he'd been using all along. For Job did not show a great deal of long-suffering, though he clearly showed steadfastness, which is the meaning of that kind of patience. The very fact that James spoke of God as full of compassion and mercy in verse 11 suggests that our Lord feels with us when we are undergoing hard times. The writer of Hebrews underscored this thought when he said of the Lord Jesus in Hebrews 4.15 For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize and understand our weaknesses and temptations, but one who has been tempted, knowing exactly how it feels to be human in every respect, as are we, yet without committing any sin. Therefore we must remember that our Lord is hurting with us when we are hurting 
ourselves, when we're enduring those hard times, he's hurting with us. From it all will come the strength to grow and develop as mature sons and daughters in his family. And let me encourage you, as I do every week, to be diligent with your Bible study time. Because God has so much more for us than we can get from just going to church once or twice a week and hearing someone else talk about the Word. When you spend time with God, your life will change in amazing ways because God is a Redeemer. There's nothing that's too hard for Him and He can make you whole, spirit, soul and body. And you're important to God, you know that already. But you're also important to us at the refinery. So when it comes to prayer, we believe that God wants to meet your needs and reveal His promises directly to you. So whatever you're concerned about and you need prayer for, we want to be here for you. Even if you just want to say hi, you can contact us on www.refinerylife.org or via any of our social media channels. And until next time, stay in the blessings.